Travis Schreier of the BamaOnline.com staff following the media viewing periods at Tuesday's football practice at the University of Alabama, the final day of fall camp 2019 classes, fall classes at the University of Alabama get underway on Wednesday. Uh, a lot of students, as you might expect here in the last few days, coming back into Tuscaloosa. So we have plenty of traffic and we still have a lot of orange barricades out there from all of the road work that continues to go on here in our lovely little hamlet known as Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Alabama out there today in full pads following last night's shells workout. We joined you here on Instant Analysis following the media viewing period at that practice. As we told you uh, last night, Christian Harris, the true freshman inside linebacker, looked to have tweaked that left knee a little bit during individual drills. Um, and then when we go back out there today, we see Christian Harris with the inside linebackers. He has a brace on that left knee. Didn't look to be doing a whole lot in the footwork drills during individual periods while we were out there anyway. So uh, I'm going to go on the assumption that probably not the busiest of days for Christian Harris on this Tuesday, on the practice field anyway. As far as other injuries go, uh, Charlie Potter and myself spotted Jerome Ford, the sophomore redshirt freshman running back. Played in four games last year, but was still able to manage uh, that red shirt in a way in which he kept the year of eligibility. Jerome Ford in the weight room we saw earlier in a black non-contact jersey. Um, you know, otherwise along the defensive line, and we'll get to some more group specific stuff as we move throughout the segment today. By the way, again, instant analysis does download to the Built by Bama online podcast. So if you ever miss one of these live, uh, we we archive it for you on Bama Online, and then the audio version of it is also accessible to you uh, if you subscribe to the Built by Bama Online podcast. It's free. It's absolutely free to you. Um, defensive line, we did see DJ Dale. I thought it was a pretty promising sign today. Early in drills, understanding we see just a little bit, but DJ Dale, the nose tackle, the true freshman nose tackle, doing sled work, looked pretty good doing it. Um, we also saw LeBron Ray very much the same way. So sort of that trio that you've anticipated being the first group going into the Duke game to open the 2019 season. Looks like it might be coming back together following the offseason injury to Ray and then the knee injury to Dale early on in fall camp. Of course, you still have Raquan Davis at that other in position, so you saw those three with Brian Baker working with that group. Didn't see Stefan Wynn out there. Again, he's dealing with the high ankle sprain. Saw him last night in a black non-contact jersey and a boot. I didn't see him out there while we were out there today. I didn't see Antonio Alfano for a second straight practice. Um, word is he's, he's uh, in the facility, not sure what he's dealing with, uh, but didn't see him on the practice field. Um, you know, otherwise, in terms of injuries, nothing that I would say out of the ordinary. I thought the offensive line, you're seeing more of those guys back in what looks like full sort of go mode. Last week, you saw a few guys in and out. Today, while we were out there, it looked like Matt Womack was fully participant. Uh, Chris Owens was in that deal. Um, Pierce Quick, the true freshman, he's had a right lower extremity issue. Looked like he was in the mix once again. So. Uh, again, from an injury perspective, other than what you already know about the indefinite time frame for a couple of guys, unfortunately for Joshua McMillan, 
in true freshman running back Trey Sanders. Otherwise, um, you're looking at what looks to be an improving situation. Now, we'll find out more about Christian Harris, obviously, and how that impacts that inside linebacker position, which is already, again, lost McMillan. But most importantly, still has a healthy Dylan Moses out there. Knock on wood, right? You ready? Hear that? Yeah, that's wood. Um, so Dylan Moses still out there. And, you know, they worked on sort of a base alignment in the linebacker and defensive backfield while we were out there today. And the first group was, you know, about what you would think without Josh McMillan, without uh, Christian Harris fully go today. What we saw in the base at the linebacker level with the first group was Dylan Moses and also Shane Lee, the true freshman, which we talked about the possibility of a committee approach. And, you know, it could be that Christian Harris, if he's healthy, is the base and the nickel guy. And then Dylan Moses is your every down guy at Mike linebacker. But it could also be that Shane Lee is a, an option uh, in base situations. He was out there today with Harris Limited uh, to go along with Dylan Moses, your first group of outside linebackers, Terrell Lewis and Christopher Allen today. Uh, as we've talked about here for the past week or so, um, doesn't look as if Anthony Jennings is doing a ton right now. Um, so it was Christopher Allen with Terrell Lewis in that first group. Second group was interesting. Now the, the first base secondary base defense secondary was what you would think. Trayvon Diggs at right corner, uh, Patrick Sertan at uh, Trayvon Diggs at left corner, Patrick Sertan the second at right corner. Your first team safeties, Xavier McKinney and Jared Maiden. Now the second group uh, was pretty interesting from a standpoint of you know, probably more so the outside guys with that second group. Uh, what you saw was King Wakuda, and we've heard Nick Saban reference King Wakuda in the last three or four days after Saturday's scrimmage as a potential pass rusher. Uh, the true freshman was at the jack position, and at the strong side position with the twos, another true freshman in Kevin Harris the second. Your inside linebackers in that look, that was, gosh, that was, I think it was Jalen Moody and and uh, Markel Benton, but it could have been Ali Caho. That's kind of the group you're working with at inside linebacker going off the top of this glaring, glaring forehead of mine. Um, so that was kind of the look at the linebacker level. In the secondary, you had Marcus Banks at right corner. Um, at the left corner position, you had Scooby Carter over there um, at that spot too. Josh Job working at the left corner in the base. Now we know Josh Job in the nickel and the dime is gonna be a guy that's out there. Uh, but in base with just two corners, um, those were your three corners that I saw um, in that group. Again, Scooby Carter shadowing Josh Job at left corner with Marcus Banks at right corner. Now at the safety positions in that look, you had Daniel Wright at one safety and you had Shaheem Carter at the other, but you did have Jordan Battle shadowing Shaheem Carter. So those were your primary participants in the first and second team base looks when you talk about the linebacker and defensive backfield uh, positions. So that's kind of what I paid most attention to today. Obviously Christian Harris wanted to see that. You know, continue to sort of look for some hints and some indications about how the interior of that offensive line is gonna play out. 
Um, we didn't get a lot of great clues today because we saw them mix and match interior guys. I mean, one time we saw uh, Emil Echior and Landon Dickerson paired together. Then we saw Chris Owens and Matt Womack, certainly uh, a group, a pair that we've seen with the first team offense since the spring. So uh, it, it wasn't a day to get a real strong read on how that might play out. We saw Landon Dickerson and Evan Neal together, the true freshmen. I think you've got an idea who the primary players are in that competition by now, uh, at both guard and center. But again, uh, until we see something a little more definitive, uh, you're left to think that uh, that competition is continuing on. Although I would think at this point, um, Kyle Flood, first-year offensive line coach, he has a pretty good idea. He knows, you know, who his probable probable top seven is and the luxury that flood has is that in his first year i think he's going to have a complete two deep that he can really feel good about forget about seven i think he can feel good about 10 or so uh at those offensive line positions quarterbacks and receivers watched a little bit of that did watch the tight ends because they've kind of been a question mark uh in terms of health uh, as much as anything else. And it looked like today that Miller Forrestall was moving pretty well. Major Tennyson was moving pretty well. Cameron Latou, uh, Jalil Billingsley, um, you know, those guys that we typically talk about as more receiving options um, look to be doing fine out there. We saw a little wheel route, a little wheel route action during individual drills. Not like a good wheel route when you got Jerry Judy running the post and taking the whole secondary with him. And then you wheel that tight end down that far sideline. That works pretty good, doesn't it? So that's about all I've got. Now, Charlie Potter, he's got that practice report, you know, over at Bama Online. He's going to have all that for you. Also saw Marcel Darius, the former Alabama defensive lineman. Great top five pick in the, what was it, the 2011 NFL draft. Marcel Darius by the Buffalo Bills, who now, of course, is with our, our, Jacksonville Jaguars. It was interesting to see Marcel Darius out at an Alabama practice on a Tuesday in the middle of uh, sort of training camp in the NFL. But from what I understand, bonus info here, from what I understand, Marcel's dealing with uh, an arm elbow type issue. So it may have very well been that he was just up the road to see the Andrews folks. That's where everybody else goes, right? When they got an elbow or a knee or a foot or just about anything else. So Marcel Darius um, out at practice today. You got anything for me, gang, before I get out of here? By the way, Charlie and I, we're going to go deep on a projected depth chart. Yes, we're going to do that on Tuesday night. Uh, that'll be your next Built by Bama online podcast. So we'll take a, uh, we'll take a stab at that. I know Charlie has run um, uh, what our initial thoughts are uh, on the website. Uh, yesterday coming out of that second scrimmage, but we'll talk about it on the Built by Bama online podcast. That'll drop probably late tonight, early tomorrow morning, so you'll want to be on the lookout for that. And that'll certainly include a lot of the fresh faces, a lot of the true freshmen and how they're sort of plugging into things at this point for the 2019 season. William, he wants to cut right to the chase, and he wants to know, is Evan Neal starting this year? Now, we just talked about that situation at offensive guard. I will say this for Evan Neal. Uh, in the last week or so, he has 
been what looks to be a constant, but I still think they're working guys in and out of there. What's hard to tell is when you've got guys that are sort of in and out like they've had, you know, you have to weigh, well, is this young guy really just going to be that difficult to keep off the field, or is it at least partially in association with not having a veteran, um, you know, uh, available to, to do the work? Either way, Evan Neal's benefiting because he's obviously getting a lot of work with the first-team offense. And so uh, we've seen this before with Alabama, too, as you go into seasons and move through seasons. Just look at the guard spots the last couple of years. You sort of had Lester Cotton in and out. Uh, Deontay Brown came on for a stretch last year. So whatever you see against Duke, especially with Deontay Brown not available for the first four games of the season, I wouldn't write it. In, uh, in pen, in Sharpie, because uh, I think there's a chance that uh, it could change as we get into the season, certainly once Deontay Brown comes back around. What else, gang? Javier wants to know about the front four for this Alabama defense, and does it have a chance to be as dominant as some of those groups we saw? And he specifically mentioned 2015, 2016. You know, I think where that question is going to ultimately be answered or maybe partially answered or not a, not answered at all will have to do with the interior pass rush. Uh, those defenses, while they did have Tim Williams, they did have Ryan Anderson, and they had some monsters off the edge, no doubt about it. It was complete for the most part. I'm not sure if depth was exactly what they would have liked, uh, and that showed up probably against Clemson in that first national championship game when they were forced to play as many snaps as they did uh, in that game in Tampa. Um, interior pass rush, though, you know, uh, when you have guys like Ashawn Robinson, Jaron Reed, uh, and then Jonathan Allen really coming into his own 2015-2016, um, from a pass rush perspective, there's more question marks with this group because – you know, you're, you're, you're talking about a lot of young guys. I think, you know, these six true freshmen, I won't be surprised if you see all of them this year. Now, you may not see all of them to the extent that they burn a red shirt with the four-game rule. You have that luxury. A um, couple, three of these guys still may play four games in, in red shirt. Um, but there, there's just a little more proof that we need in the pudding. Tim, I don't know. I think – I think I did my Duke-Bama way-too-early prediction on BOL. I think I did 62-13, and I was just trying to be cute, clever, and funny in doing that because uh, that was the score of the last Duke-Alabama game, 2010. I, you know, I don't know. I think what Duke's going to try to do, in which it may actually keep the score down and at least – semi-respectable is that Duke's going to try to shorten the game. Uh, and that may be why we've seen Alabama. I think it was probably just a day in which they wanted to work base. Um, but I think Alabama's anticipating seeing tighter formations, more pro-style type looks, which will put the base defense out there more. Ben Davis, Jimmy, he's still with us. He's still out there. He was working with those outside linebackers today. Again, though, when we saw the base looks with the first and second teams, the two outside linebackers with that second group today, anyway, were true freshman King Mwakuda and Kevin Harris. <laughs> Corey, that uh, that holy grail 
also known as the depth chart, will likely come out on Monday. Next Monday, game week, usually that Monday that Nick Saban has his initial midday news conference is when that baby comes out. Kenny, I think uh, Jalen Waddle is going to return punts for you. Uh, he's a little too good at that last year not to probably put him back there again. I think Ruggs is a real possibility uh, on kickoff returns. We know about the blazing speed, but I'll tell you something else with Henry Ruggs. He can take a shot. You know, I don't know if that gets talked about enough with uh, Henry Ruggs is that uh, he's a tough dude. Tyler, I think um, Justin Aboigby could have, by freshman standards, uh, a really nice year. I, I think the plan right now is likely that, you know, he's in that mix of top six or seven defensive linemen. Um, and then you see how it goes. Uh, but physically, you look at him right now, he looks like a third-year guy. I mean, he's an impressive physical uh, guy to look at, as, as you'll see for a true freshman. Byron Young's that same way, too. Byron Young's kind of like Ashawn Robinson, not so much maybe in facial features, but just in his um, in his body type. He is uh, he's he's old man strong. That's what he looks like. Yeah, I talked about the tight end position just a little bit ago. Um, I you know I think right now it's probably I know Nick Saban talked about it after the scrimmage Saturday that he needs to see sort of more of a bounce back, um, a tenacity maybe, a resiliency uh, from that position because they have had an assortment of injuries. Uh, Forstall, obviously, Tennyson. Um, and so, but I think they look like anyway, just looking at them out there, they look like they're trending in the right direction from a health standpoint. So that's what matters the most right now. CB wanting to talk uh, CB wanting to talk uh, alpha dogs. It's that time of the preseason, isn't it? When we start getting into the alpha dog discussion. Um, wow. Alpha dog. You know, you can have alpha dogs on offense, too. You know? I'd say Brian Robinson on offense would be an alpha dog with the way he plays. Um, I think he got some at that wide receiver position, too. Uh... You know, I think Tua's attacking nature speaks to that, the way he plays the game. You know, defensively, Dylan Moses, I think, embraces that role of the guy in the middle of the defense. Now, he's not cut from the same cloth of, say, Rolando McClain in terms of his, maybe his, uh, you know, his mindset on a minute-to-minute -minute basis. Um, but, you know, we'll find out. He, he is fired up about being that play caller and that um, voice there in the middle of that defense. I think Xavier McKinney on the back end can be that kind of guy too at safety um, with the way he goes about his business. And uh, Josh Job's got a little alpha in him at the cornerback spot. Greg's looking for a Heisman pick. Wow. You know what's crazy is how we don't even talk about running backs anymore with the Heisman. I was thinking about that the other day. Um, the AP All-American team came out today. And can you name the first team running backs on the AP preseason All-American team? You know, 15 years ago, you could spit those babies out 
you know, like sunflower seeds. But um, is it Jonathan Taylor of Wisconsin? Travis Etienne of Clemson. You know, as far as the Heisman goes, it's a quarterback award. We know that. So I fully anticipate Tua back in New York. You know, Judy, that's that's where it gets tough, I think, for, for Tua, is that you might see this narrative start to pick up as the season moves along that, well, it's really Jerry Judy as much as anything. Well, you could say the same thing about Jerry in that, well, he's got rugs. You know, he's got Waddle, he's got Smith. That's what helps Jerry Judy. So there's sort of this chain reaction you could go with that. But, you know, knowing what the award is, essentially, um, you know, I would think to us with good health is right back there. Trevor Lawrence, obviously. I mean, should Trevor Lawrence throw an interception in ACC play this year? Who's going to intercept Trevor Lawrence in an Atlantic Coast Conference game this year? I mean, if Texas A&M and South Carolina – don't intercept Trevor Lawrence in a game this year. Who's going to get him? Syracuse? Trevor Lawrence will be there. Jake Fromm, I think, has a chance. Now, Jake Fromm's situation is a little different in that you look at Trevor Lawrence, you look at Tua, and you see those um, you see those wide receivers that those two guys are going to have to work with. Um, I think there's talent at Georgia. I think we're just going to we're going to find out more about Jake Fromm in terms of his ability to raise all boats this year. Now, he's got DeAndre Swift and those running backs. That's going to help, and that offensive line is going to help. Um, but some some interesting storylines with the quarterbacks. Justin Herbert of Oregon, you hear a lot about. I think Herbert's candidacy is tied to a week from Saturday night in Arlington, Texas. If he can't get it done against Auburn, you know, perceived to be a mid-level-ish type SEC team, that'll be it. That'll be it for Justin Herbert and his uh, his candidacy. One or two more and we'll get out of here, gang. As always, appreciate you joining us here. Um, no hurry, uh, but uh, it's nice and cool in here, so we're digging it. It's uh, the bears out there today. No, not Bear Bryant. I'm talking about the humidity, the bear. It's all over. Corey's asking about Bo Nix winning the quarterback job at Auburn. I'll keep it brief because I know this is a Bama thing, uh, but that doesn't surprise me in the least. In fact, I probably would have gone with Bo Nix myself if I were Gus Malzahn. I think he's perfect for what Auburn wants to do offensively. I've said that many times before. He is not Nick Marshall or Cam Newton running the football, but he's plenty good enough running it. He's tough. Uh, he's a good enough thrower, and when you start expanding windows like that offense can do, if you have a threat at uh, quarterback to run it, you know that can be a tough, tough situation to defend. You know, Joey Gatewood in high school, he was never really the man in high school. Now he was kind of a multi-purpose, multi-threat player, and so Gus is probably going to still have a role for Joey Gatewood. I would be really surprised if both those guys don't play against Oregon. Uh, week from Saturday night, but you know, I was kind of team Knicks on that whole thing. I think um, I like Bo Nix. I think he's got a really bright future, especially in that offense. <laughs> John, I hear you. I tried to keep it. I tried to keep it brief because I knew that was coming. Uh, Tua is he healthy? Looks healthy to me. From what I've heard from scrimmages, no signs of Tua dealing with uh, health issues. No, Mac Jones has done everything he needs to do to not only win that 
number two job, but from everything you hear, sort of stretch it out over the two true freshmen. All right, gang, we're going to get out of here again. Uh, Charlie Potter's got that practice report for you at Bama Online. Uh, Deion McMillan out there for one of the final times of the preseason getting pictures for you today. I got some inside linebacker video. Uh, you'll see that. Christian Harris update sort of within there. Um, you're going to have uh, defensive line video, so you'll see DJ Dale out there today. Draw your own conclusions. Um, and then Charlie and I, again, later tonight, we're going to get more specific to the depth chart and true freshmen and how they're going to impact that thing. And that podcast will drop late, late tonight, early tomorrow morning. So you'll want to subscribe to the Built by Bama online podcast where you can also catch this archived as well. Instant analysis on BamaOnline.com's home on Facebook right here. Thanks a lot. Have a great rest of your Tuesday, everybody.